over a hundred seasons of collegiate wrestling at Springfield College character, hard workers, thousand dual meet victories. Podcast listeners, welcome back to the Springfield Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Pankiel Chander, assistant wrestling coach, heading into my second season with the Pride. For episode 18, we were lucky to be joined by Brian McGoffin, Assistant Athletic Director for Communications at Springfield College, and learn about the unique nature of his role. Brian is the epitome of a Springfield guy, did his undergrad at Springfield, and graduated with a bachelor's in sport management in 2005, and has a master's in athletic administration from Springfield, which he earned in 2017. And so Brian's used to being behind the camera and mic, and this was a really cool opportunity to sit down with him and put him in front of the camera and mic and unpack uh, the unique nature of his role and, and the thoughtful nature of the athletic communications role as a whole. And so Brian talked about how communications and marketing plays an, an integral role in recruiting, retention, and the overall mission of his job, which is to explain how Springfield separates itself from various institutions and its competitors. And so on top of leading the 26 sports at Springfield, uh, Brian's managing his staff, He's doing website maintenance, redesign. He's designing and creating athletics enrollment management material. He's developing social media content, overseeing game day functions, uh, doing video production and graphic design work, and working to enhance alumni and donor communications among Springfield College Athletic alumni. And so if you've looked at Springfield College Athletics' social media handles, you'll notice they have an incredible following, incredible engagement. And that's due to the great work of Brian and his staff. And uh, those social media accounts between Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram actually rank among uh, the top 15 uh, across NCAA Division III institutions. And uh, that's well over 400 schools. And so uh, that's obviously incredibly impressive and, and continues to uh, be a great way to keep up with Springfield College Athletics. And so Brian was an undergrad student at Springfield, like I mentioned earlier, but he did an internship at UMass while he was here and dove into uh, the sports communication side of things as an undergrad student. Went on to graduate from Springfield and uh, did two years uh, as an athletic communications professional at Stony Brook University. Returned to Springfield in 2007 and has been here ever since. And since then, he's devoted a lot of time and energy in promoting and recognizing Springfield College student athletes, coaches, and finding ways to tell their story beyond sport. And so he's been recognized for his work uh, many a time, and uh, most notably in June, June 2012, uh, McGoffin was named one of only two finalists for the American Volleyball Coaches Association Grant Berger Media Award in the sports information category. And that was obviously due to the great work he does in uh, promoting and recognizing uh, the men's and, women, men's and women's volleyball programs at Springfield College. In 2013, he developed the Inside the Pride Initiative where he dives beyond the surface uh, of Springfield College athletics, uh, coaches, athletes, and the history of their programs. Most recently, he was recognized by the NCAA uh, and D3 co-signer for the 2020 uh, Fall Division III Recognition Award uh, because of the great work him and his staff have done with the My Story, My Truth series. In the spring of 2021, him and his staff developed the True Color Initiative, which Brian dives into all those three initiatives in this interview. And he also talks about 
how he comes from a family uh, that's very tied to the Springfield mission. In 2020, him and his wife Delaney were awarded the Cheney Award, which is given to an individual, in this case, individuals who share their commitment and show their commitment to the humanities philosophy at Springfield College. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation because it was a really thoughtful one. It was a really interesting one. And if you have been listening to the podcast and you are enjoying it, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast, like it, share it. And again, Springfield College Athletic Alumni, if you have any future guests that you'd like to bring on, please reach out to us at any time. Enjoy the conversation. Ryan McGoffin, what's up, man? Coach, man, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk a little bit about uh, my experience here at Springfield College, and uh, it's good just to visit for a bit. Yeah, yeah, I know. We just uh, mentioned some incredible work that you've done um, in your time at Springfield and, uh, you know, the, the your time as a student here, but but let's let's start back with your time as a student. Uh, you know, what brought you to Springfield, and how was how was your experience here? Yeah, so um, I think I'm I'm uh, similar to a lot of people, right? We had a connection to Springfield, and then we ended up here, and then we never left. So uh, my grandfather was a was a class of 1949 grad, um, and he kind of just introduced me to Springfield and thought it would be a good fit, and so I came here in the fall of 2001. Um, was a non-student athlete, was just somebody that believed in the Humanics mission, wanted to make a difference in my community, loved um, athletics, played athletics in high school, um, and then, you know, really got involved relative to uh, the athletic department my junior year. So my junior year started uh, at an internship in the sports communications office under John White, who's been a great mentor for me. Uh, he works in our development office now. Um, and then... Um, my time there, worked the second semester of my junior year, and then my senior year, I worked in sports communications office as a student, and then John got me a great internship up at UMass, um, where I had the opportunity to work under Jason Yellen, who now has done great things with the Big Ten, University of Maryland, University of Tennessee, um, and that was a really eye-opening experience to work at a, at a, at a Vision One institution. I had a great opportunity to work with their men's lacrosse program um, and really get some great hands-on experience from the start, you know, flying down to Johns Hopkins for the NCAA quarterfinals, just a lot of stuff that a 21 year old uh, probably uh, wouldn't normally have that opportunity. And so from that, um, from that time coupled from, you know, just learning sports communications and then just from a student experience here, I love Springfield college. I, you know, everybody talks about the relationship they make on all the street are life, uh, life changing. Uh, the group chats have been going off all morning with all my college roommates from the townhouses still, even though, we graduated in 2005. So uh, a lot of roommates uh, were on the men's volleyball team here. We had a lot of fun cheering on them, uh, winning some national titles in Blake Arena for sure. But uh, Springfield College was a special place for me as a student and uh, has continued to has continued to be the same uh, as a professional. Awesome. And for our listeners that don't know, there are 26 sports at Springfield. So Brian is, is plenty busy between him and his staff. Uh, do a great job covering Springfield and, and all that they do. But, you know, and since you've been here since, you know, 2001, 2002, uh, Springfield has, has evolved and, and, and some things have stayed the same, right? So tell us about that kind of evolution process of like athletic communications work, because I know it looked a lot different in 2005 than it does now, right? With, with the emergence of social media and, and maybe less print material, right? So, so tell us a little bit about how, how that's kind of evolved and, 
even from the standpoint of like seeing new coaches, you know, cause you were, you were a student under the Daryl Royo era, right? And now it's the, sure. the coach uh, Jason Holder era, right? And, and, and so on and so forth. So tell us about that kind of evolution of Springfield during your time here. Yeah, so I think, I think that's a really good question. So right at, I graduated in 2005 and then I had the opportunity, I worked two years down at Stony Brook University on Long Island. And um, that was, a you know, uh, to get the opportunity to work at a mid-major uh, and live on Long Island and, and kind of get my feet wet relative to Division One athletic communications and learn, like, you're going to work just with the men's basketball program. And that was a great experience. I worked with Coach Blake, who's now the head coach at Rutgers, and uh, just an unbelievable experience. But then the, an assistant job opened up here in 2007. And uh, like a lot of people, right, Alden Street, and calls, Alden Street calls you back. So um, I took the opportunity to come back here. And I can tell you what, Coach, when we came back here, the website didn't even have photos. I mean, 2007 doesn't sound like it's that long ago, but websites didn't even have photos yet. So that was like a really big deal. We could get a photo, you know, a little, a little tiny thumbnail to go with the story. It was like we were a real splash. Um, but from a media standpoint, everything was way different even then. I mean, there was we would get all the local news stations to come to championships, to come to Saturday football games, to come to the Doug Parker Invitational. Um, we would have local beat writers writing for the Springfield Republican come to our games. And, you know, local media markets, all those sports departments have been, have been uh, discontinued. So in a lot of senses, we become our own television station. We become our own newspaper. We become the main mouthpiece uh, for the college's teams, student athletes, and coaches. So it's an incredible opportunity. It's incredible responsibility. It's an incredible privilege to be able to promote uh, all the special things that are happening on here with our student athletes. But to your point, everything's changed, right? Um, the, the main tenets of the job used to be you keep the stats for a game and then you'd write a release and you'd post it and you're done. And now that's like the last thing you're worried about. You got to come up with a social media content strategy. You're trying to come up with cool videos. Because ultimately what our job is about is about recruitment and retention for student athletes. So what can we do that will help our, that will help our coaches get student athletes that are going to help win matches, win games, because that's ultimately what it's about from a wins and losses standpoint. But ultimately, what type of students can we bring to this campus that are going to grow our mission, really um, latch on to that humanic spirit that's so unique here to Springfield and then take that back to their communities after their time graduate, after their time graduating, and make a difference in the world because that's what Springfield College is about. It's about it's about helping young men and young women grow um, through that humanics philosophy to ultimately make a difference uh, in our communities. Absolutely, and I know uh, you know as, as someone you know for you who's kind of sitting behind the computer screen and who's maybe seeing some of the you know you're, you're doing the work and. And the reach is incredible, right? You look at Springfield Athletics account, the followers and uh, the amount of people that are seeing uh, the content and, and how and how much that's spreading and reaching people. You know, I can't tell you how many people even, whether that's prospects or families that tell me, you know, that the website looks great or the social media looks great. And, and they've, it's, it's piqued their interest. Springfield has piqued their interest because of the, that content and, and because of what our student athletes are doing, but not just what they're doing, but the type of coverage that they're getting. Um, you know, throughout, throughout their experience here. And, um, you know, and, and Springfield is kind of among, uh, you know, one of the top uh, athletic division or division three athletic programs with, with really large followings and, and uh, you know, kind of separates itself from maybe some other schools. Um, but, you know, in terms of, 
the, the role of athletic communications, um, you know, you're doing game coverage, you're, you're storytelling, you're, you're, you know, like you said, strategic planning, you're positioning Springfield's brand. I mean, describe the importance of the, the communications role and, and uh, you know, why you think it's, it's, it's a really important profession uh, moving forward. Yeah. So I think, um, I think things got heightened a little bit, right. In the pandemic, right. Cause I think staff sizes, I think a lot of athletic departments started to make decisions and started to really, um, quantify the importance of certain roles and certain responsibilities within athletic departments. Um, and I think that for our department specifically, especially last year, when there wasn't competition, there was a little competition with Springfield College, but there are a lot of our teams that didn't have a chance to put on that jersey and to get after it. So I think our ability to storytell to provide our student athletes the platform that they have and then to amplify their voice um, was really paramount. So I think that really kind of, I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes to what athletic communications really is, right? It's more than just keeping stats and writing a game story. It's our job um, to, to really tell the story of our student athletes. And when they don't compete, then what, there's so much more to these student athletes than more than just a takedown or a touchdown or a home run. There, there's a lot more to these student athletes. The more layers of the onion that we're able to peel, the more we really find out um, how Springfield these kids really are and what makes them so unique. So uh, for us, the, you know, there's so many tenants that come with athletic communications. And I say this all the time, right? We, our former football coach, uh, Mike DeLong, uh, he came in one spring season. He said, Brian, I need you to help me out with something. I said, coach, I'd love to right now. I got a lot on my plate. He said, Brian, you work at Springfield College. You go get yourself a bigger plate. And that's something that's held that that has uh, continues to motivate me to this day that in athletic communications, nothing ever stops. There's always going to be the next social media channel. There's always going to be the next creative idea. There's always going to be the next website edition. So sometimes as, as daunting as that can sound, it's also incredibly exciting. It's uh, just knowing that there's something new. There's something, uh, a new way that we can get creative that will excite our student athletes, that will excite potential recruits. I mean, we're, we just ordered a couple of GoPros. We're going to start doing a whole lot of different stuff that's going to create a more authentic feel um, for the things that we're going to put out. You know, if, if I'm going to give a student athlete a GoPro and I'm going to say, hey, I want you to go in the wrestling room and I want you to, to interact and tell us what things are like right now, talking to the camera, you know, you give a GoPro to Joey or Gianni, watch out because then, you know, it's just, uh, it's one thing for me to stand back and be behind the lens of a camera. It's another for a student athlete to take the camera and say, this is what I'm going through. And I think the more that we can give an authentic approach, an authentic feel to what that Springfield College student athlete experience is about. Uh, I think it's only going to pay dividends down the road relative to, to our enrollment and, and, and our retention. Absolutely. And uh, for, uh, for, for our listeners, my background, I have a little bit of background in athletic communications and talking to folks in the, in the profession. I know, you know, when you mentioned that anecdote about having to get a bigger plate, I know uh, as, as a coach, really respect the work that athletic communications professionals do because you guys work long hours. Uh, you could be, you know, sometimes taking on more than uh, you know how to handle at times, right? And, and so, and, and for, for, for Brian, you have, you know, family and kids, right? So, uh, so I do want to pivot on this because I think you brought up a good point. Like, how do you, how do you manage that workload, uh, you know, between the 26 sports and, and the extensive coverage that Springfield is doing? Um, you know, because I think that's a really good uh, seminal moment for, for young professionals and how to manage a heavy workload. I think I uh, appreciate you saying that, Coach. And I think for those 
listeners and watchers, for those who have been following along with what Springfield College Wrestling has been putting out on their social media channels, it's clear you've got a background because there's stuff that's really engaging, really creative, really thought-provoking, and, and I think opportunities to promote what makes the Springfield College Wrestling Program's culture unique and to highlight all the great things that our alums are doing, um, I think is a credit to you. So thank you for the energy and passion that, you, that you've that uh, you infused into the program for sure. But I think uh, I'll be first and foremost, she's over my right shoulder. I got a really understanding wife. Um, so she uh, she works in our admissions department. We're Springfield through and through. Uh, the McGoffin family, we met at NSO the first day of, of uh, new student orientation in 2001. Um, and our daughters have raised on this campus. Uh, our Olympian, Michaela Charlemagne, swim in the Olympics the other day. My daughter thinks she is a rock star right now. So she's in our backyard pool saying, I want to swim fast like McKaylee. Um, so we, we, our family has become Springfield. We're about, um, we're about humanics for sure. This is, this is a place that's really special and important to us. And when we can have our daughters uh, grow up around strong men and strong women uh, who can be the ultimate role models, it's something as parents that we feel really blessed to be, to be a part of. But relative to how we how we handle 26 sports. I've been really fortunate to have some really talented assistants along the way um, who have helped um, who have helped our operation grow and take it to the next level. Um, and then our students, we, you know, every college says their students are special. Um, I'll be the first in line to say Springfield College kids are different for sure. And so when we when we're able to infuse interns and student workers who have a passion for sport management or sport journalism and can take advantage of opportunities and gain real life experience. We can't do what we do without the, without the help of our students, without our student workers, the student interns. And a lot of times those are student athletes. So they understand uh, what might look cool to them. There's a lot of times that I'll hold up a picture and say, hey, what do you think of this graphic? And they'll say, that's okay. And then they'll, I'll turn one that I, I don't think is that great. And they think that's awesome. So that shows that, you know, I'm not in their wheel well anymore, but I'm going to lean on their on, uh, on what they think is cool because that's that's our target market for sure. So um, I think it comes down to surround yourself with really great people um, and creating relationships. Those are the two things for me that have always been so paramount is uh, surround yourself with good people and create meaningful relationships. So I can have a conversation with our coaches. I can create relationships with our student athletes that can then you know, not only learn their stories and then amplify them, um, but if there's things that coaches want specifically for their program that they think can can help them get that next big recruit or help them tell a story that's unique to their program, uh, then that's something that I'm here for. So I'm here to to ultimately make Springfield College Athletics a better uh, a better brand overall. For sure, and I wanted to plug that question because I think uh, you know, like you mentioned, you know, your job as an athletic communications professional is kind of peel back those layers, and so you can help. Uh, the Springfield athletic audience see different sides of the student athlete. And, and so hopefully we can use this platform so that uh, they can see the different sides of you as well. Right. Uh, and then yeah, I'm, a, I'm a more behind the camera kind of guy coach for sure. I'm more uh, amplify others. So I'm a little out of my wheel. Well, for sure, but right. <laughs> appreciate the opportunity nonetheless. Yeah. So now we go into, you know, those stories that you talked about or those initiatives that you talked, talked about appealing back those layers. Um, you know, you won the, you won a big award this fall, um, you know, from, from the NCAA about, uh, you know, the, the recognition and the work that you've done and you and your staff have done um, with, uh, with kind of recognizing and giving our student athletes a platform um, to speak up and, and, and open up, you know, open their, uh, open the world to their stories. And 
Uh, that started with one, the Inside the Pride initiative that you started in 2013. Um, and then more recently, you've had uh, the My Story, My Truth series and, and the True Colors initiative. So, um, so could you talk about the importance of, uh, of kind of those uh, projects? Absolutely. So Inside the Pride was something that, uh, that we started a long time ago. There was a woman, uh, Bree Hill was her name, and she's now out in L.A. doing big things for us. But Bree Hill and I kind of got that going. Um, and it was a great opportunity. It was, it was a, at the time it was, you know, by now we've done hundreds of episodes and it was just a, it was a weekly five minute episode to really dive into something that was special to Springfield college that week, uh, that hopefully our coaches would use as an opportunity to aid in their recruiting efforts. So whether it was a big tournament or a big win or an NCAA birth, um, those were all just different things we wanted to do weekly because video at that time, that was starting to be a really large push. So we needed to have much more of a video presence on our website and with on social media as a, as a way for our audience to consume Springfield athletics on more of a, uh, more of a, a total approach as opposed to just a linear read a recap or read a tweet. So um, that was something that we had kind of progressed throughout the years uh, with some of the work of our student interns with in communication sport journalism, a great opportunity for them to shoot film and edit and create stories and storyboard. And then certainly got carried on from assistance that I've had in the past. And then, um, you know, last summer certainly was, a was, a, a pretty large tipping point for us as a country and us as a campus community as well. So when we started to have conversations on race, um, within the campus community and, and understanding how that climate was going to be when we came back, Certainly, there's no misnomer that, that athletics is a driver on this campus and is a leader. Uh, and so for us to come back in the fall and not continue to, to, to champion those causes and to, to understand the lived experiences of some of our student athletes and staff members would have been a misstep. So I had a conversation with our director of athletics, and I said, this is, I think, a step we can move in the right direction. And a lot of that was um, fueled by the hiring of Daisy Lazy in our office. You know, and when we initially had that conversation, I said, Daisy, you know, give me some ideas, some, some, what can you bring to our department? And so I kind of been leaning towards that line. And when she said, I want to do something that we can amplify the lived experiences, you know, we came up with my story, my truth, and um, we hit the ground running. I think it was a great opportunity for our black student athletes to share what they're going through. I think it was eye opening on a lot of accounts. I think it, I think it reinforced that, that just because people look the same, they don't always have the same story. Um, and so I think for a lot of people, they watched my story, my truth, and they said, I can't believe everyone's different. And that in itself showed that a lot of people are coming in assuming that if they watch this, everyone's going to have the same story. So um, for us to be able to give our student athletes that opportunity was really important to me. Um, and I think it opened up our eyes relative to how we need to shift the paradigm of communications at Springfield College moving forward, how we can use our resources to be more efficient in other aspects to make sure that the storytelling continues when competition returns, because it's coming back. At some point, we're going to have really busy Saturdays, really busy Wednesday nights, and then how are we going to still fit that storytelling in because it is, it's not going away. And I think that now we've given our, our student athletes the opportunity. For me, the privilege feels even stronger what this, what this job responsibility is. And so that's really exciting to me. Looking forward to our student athletes coming back and we can continue to 
when they're ready, if they're ready, we're going to be here with the camera um, and we're going to put together something that they feel really proud of that they can share. Um, so that was great for my story, my truth. And then um, that spawned an initiative called True Colors, which is which highlights the lived experience of our LGBTQ student athletes. So I think what was what was so special about that series, Coach, is that it was suggested by an ally. This wasn't somebody from the community saying we want this. It was somebody saying, hey, my story, my truth is awesome for our black student athletes. Let's do something similar to it for uh, our student athletes to identify as gay or lesbian. So um, I was naive. I'll be the first one to say that I was naive about what that project was gonna turn into. I was really excited to give the, these student athletes a platform, something that I think is pretty unique that a lot of college um, athletic departments aren't doing. Um, but I never thought it was gonna turn into an opportunity for student athletes to be a platform to come out or to, or to share it with their family or to share it with teammates that might not know. So um, I'm really proud that our student athletes felt that that was a space that they were felt safe in and that they were comfortable in sharing these experiences. And, and for a lot of cases, releasing a burden that they've been, been carrying their whole lives. So again, a huge responsibility, a really big undertaking uh, that I'm really proud of that we, that we took that, uh, that we took that, now, I wouldn't even say it's a risk that we would that we took that opportunity to be able to be there for our student athletes in a way that uh, not a lot of others have that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for for I know from my vantage point, I uh, can't really speak for others, but I know from my vantage point, I thought it was really compelling to see uh, or for, for those athletes or student athletes to be seen in that light. Right. And uh, and for the for an opportunity to be seen. Um, and I think sometimes, uh, you know, with the athletic persona and, and, and you know, their, their, their kind of drive to win all the time, uh, it can overtake that a lot of times, right? And so for that opportunity to be seen without any, you know, uh, kind of word uh, speaking of, of winning or losing, it was just about them and who they are, it just was really powerful. And, and um, you know, and that, and that obviously captured a lot of attention, which is why you won that, uh, you know, you and your staff won that award. Um, and, you know, one of the things I've learned about being here at Springfield is that, you know, Springfield network is incredible, right? Between the athletic administration graduate program or, or the sport management program, athletic training, um, you know, you name it, right? Phys ed. Um, and, and so maybe that's part of why we have such a great following, right? Is that people that had had those experiences here really love Springfield and, and, and want to keep up with Springfield. Um, but, you know, on top of that, you know, we have, we have this large following because our athletes are having all this success. So, and again, like I mentioned earlier, we're one of the top in the country uh, among Division three schools in terms of, you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram followings, right? So, so why do you think that is? And, and what do you think Springfield Athletics has done really well that, that's put them in that position? Yeah, I think, um, I think a couple of years ago, we really we changed our focus. It had to be all about social media because that's where this generation lives, right? All the statistics, whatever it is, how many times a person picks up their phone to check, uh, it's alarming when you think about how addicted we are um, to these things. So um, we need to meet people where they're at and they're on social media, and especially when it comes to uh, recruitment and retention. So I think, um, like you said, we have a base that's hungry for this content. They want to see what our student athletes are doing. I think a lot of times it, it, uh, for an institution that's so steeped in a history of sport 
and wellness and physical education, our alums have a passion. And if they see a student athlete succeeding, a lot of times it might spark up a memory or somebody's record gets broken. I'm sure the group texts start going out saying, hey, you used to be a record holder, but look who, look who's got you now. So I think that social media is where our student athletes are. It's where our potential student athletes are. Uh, and relative to different platforms serve different purposes. Twitter is certainly news-oriented. Facebook's a great opportunity for our, um, for our alums to stay engaged. And Instagram's where our kids are at all the time, our current student athletes. So for us, the strategy's always been, let's not reinvent the wheel, right? There's a lot of institutions, there's a lot of departments that have far more resources than we do. Uh, I was reading something the other day terms of athletic departments at the power five level and how many creative people they have on staff. Uh, not necessarily do they have the creative ability, but what is their job to make cool, creative stuff? Uh, and Penn State alone has 28 people on staff just to do creative stuff. And I'm trying to fit it into a little bit of my job each day. So there's stuff that Penn State puts out that's really cool. So how a week in Springfield College can we look at um, doing something similar with our resources and what we have available, both staffing and technology wise um, to do something that's similar because, um, you know, coach, you know, right. It's really hard to win at the division three level with division three kids. You got to have a couple D one guys in there that can, that can get the job done for you on the mat. Uh, and the same goes in division one. It's really hard to win at division one, unless you got pros. So we're going to do our best to showcase Springfield college because there's a lot of, aspects of our athletic department, especially when it comes to our resources, that is not division three at all. So how can we um, showcase, not only from a resource standpoint, what makes this place unique, but then we got student athletes here that are doing really impressive stuff. So we can showcase them on, on our social media channels. And when we, when we tie all three together, the resources, all the really interesting stuff our student athletes are doing. And then when we can, when we can couple that with storytelling, um, really powerful stuff for sure. And then when you add in, especially stuff that our alumni are doing, because like you said, coach, our alums are, are change makers in this, in, this, uh, in this world, especially when we start to dive into to, to the world of sport, coaching, uh, athletic administration. So, you know, special for me this morning, right? It, it's been great for us to be able to focus on McKaylee uh, and her setting a St. Lucia national record at the Olympics in the 50 free. Um, as a Division Three student athlete, right? Really awesome to be able to share that for that to take off on, on, on our social media channels over the last week. But then today to share three alums who are in Tokyo, um, you know, with USA Track and Field, whether it's anti-doping or international relations or, you know, a former men's basketball student athlete that's now the head physical therapist for USA Baseball, right? There's um, so many ways that Springfield College impacts the world of sport, whether it's our current student athletes competing or whether it's, a, uh, whether it's our alums making a difference uh, in their realm uh, is something that our alumni base is hungry for. And I'm fortunate one that gets to, to amplify and promote that. Absolutely. And yeah, there was a lot of, lot of great coverage coming from, from you guys in the college uh, out of all the alums that are working in Tokyo right now, you know, um, and, and, and a lot of different capacities and, um, you know, and it's 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 interesting because you know other places I've been at, or even you look at today's world, even as as coaches, there's um, there's a lot, there's a big push for even as I know some of these bigger Division One departments, like you're talking about, where 
you know, some of these coaches, maybe don't, I don't even know if they manage their social medias. They may have a creative person that manages them. Right. And, uh, but there's this idea that as a coach too, where, you know, you got to have this uh, persona and there's maybe some pressure to highlight everything about your program and social media. And, and I know there's even, you know, some coaches that don't like it. Right. And some coaches that love it. Right. And, and so how important do you think it is for you as a, as an athletic communications person also maybe encourage other people to, to on your staff or, or, um, in the athletic department to also try to do things on social media. Yeah. I always say, uh, you know, we meet with our graduate assistants every um, beginning of each fall semester to really kind of, for those who are new to Springfield college to kind of bring them on to what our expectations are and to give them some tips that we do. But I always say to our head coaches, right. Social media is free, right? You have a free opportunity to promote your brand and what makes you unique. And in the way higher education is, and the way that uh, our coaches talk about the current recruiting landscape across all 26 of our sports, if you're not taking the opportunity to carve out your niche and show people what you're in, what you're all about, then every day is a missed opportunity because things that you take for granted, potential student athletes may have no idea. So coach, you may know what the room's like the night before the Doug Parker, or you will this year, hopefully, right? Last year, we didn't have that opportunity, but I'm sure you know, Coach Holder's told you about or, or, or what it's going to be like when we get ready to get into to regionals and those wrestle-offs happen. And, and we know the 10 guys we're going to put on, on that stage to try and punch a ticket to nationals. Um, but to the potential student-athlete, they have no idea. So if we're not using social media to detail that brand, to show what our program culture is all about, things that you may take for granted as a coach is something that a potential student-athlete may think is the coolest thing in the world. So we have programs here that have really, you know, bought onto it. We have others that have room for growth. And I think all of us collectively can get 1% better all the time. But I think social media is certainly a great opportunity to share your program's brand. And I think as a young coach, as a young professional, certainly uh, as there's a way to, to share your own personal brand and what you're about, because that's really important as well, because we're about the growth. It's, a, it's about growth of our student athletes. It's about growth of our, of our graduate assistant coaches. It's about growth of our athletic programs as a whole. So the more that we can do to, to each get a little bit better every day, I think will ultimately benefit Springfield College in the long run. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that we pride ourselves on as, as coaches, or we preach to our student athletes often is humility, right? This idea of, you know, always be willing to learn, learn from every scenario, learn from every person you're around. And sometimes that may be uh, is to a fault when we're thinking of social media where oh, we don't want to promote all this stuff. Then it looks like we're, you know, we're boasting about our program or, you know, but, it, but it's, it's, you know, I think when you flip it's on, on its head, it's like, well, Hey, everyone's doing social media, you know? And so the only way you can uh, separate yourself or um, you know, the only way you can really share your stories if you're willing to do that stuff. And it's not about, you know, boasting about the program. It's more about sharing your story so that others can connect with it. Right. Um, and so, Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I don't think when you go out on the recruiting trail, other college coaches are saying how great Springfield College is, mm -mm. nor are you saying how great other schools are. So that's our job. And we're going to do the best that we can to make sure that, that people know uh, this is a special place. What happens on all the street is transformational. I know that every higher education institution is saying that their place is special, but we've been doing it for a long time. We've been doing it different uh, and the results are there. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you graduated in 1974, if you graduated in 2020, uh, our alums are saying the same thing about Springfield College and that humanics mission has, has stayed strong and stayed true. And I think that's what uh, is so special about this place. Absolutely. And so you've been around Springfield a while now and you've been around a lot of wrestlers, you've been around a lot of coaches. 
Do you have a favorite Springfield college wrestling memory? Yeah. I mean, I think when you, when you talk back about, you know, things may, may be different than they were in the seventies and they were, you know, in the early two thousands, Springfield guys are always tough, man. Always tough. There's just, you know, there's a lot of, you know, former guys that lived on my hall, those wrestlers, they were always just tough, just tough dudes that, uh, but I think for me as a professional, right, I'd be remiss if I didn't, I didn't go back to the day that Devin won his national title because um, Devin's got all the confidence in the world. I'm sure coach did, but Devin, when he came through those matches as an unseated guy to be sitting back and watching it, it was so special. Um, and that was at a time when we had a really, uh, really successful women's swimmer as well. Kelly Pennington, who went on to win two national titles. So we were winning national titles like every other weekend at that time uh, and it was right during spring break so it was really special and at that time we had just figured out how to screen grab video and so we were i was trying to figure out um how to make sure we got Devin's match recorded for his national title and i was so nervous that i hadn't checked off the microphone the, the <laughs> my microphone so i was sitting in my living room totally quiet because I was nervous if I cheer it got loud that it would have got picked up and then when we posted it, it would have been ruined so it was the loudest quietest fist pump I've ever done when he when he won that national title um and I think that that was certainly something that really sticks out for me as a, as a memory because that was so special and so as it continued to unfold over the weekend just a, a really you know storybook ending for him um, but I go back to relationships too, right? Um, somebody for me, uh, Coach Foley, Dylan Foley, who's down at Coast Guard and doing a great job down there. Um, being able to see Dylan just go throughout his career and win a ton of matches for us uh, to reach the national stage and then, you know, to have the opportunity to work with Dylan. So he won an NCAA postgraduate scholarship. It was really special for me to see him rewarded for all his stuff because he worked his tail off here. It didn't matter if it was – you know, in the wrestling room or if it was with Aramark doing catering, making a difference in our community. And then as I was finishing up my graduate degree here to be in class with Dylan and to see how he worked from an academic standpoint was really, was really impressive as well. So there's a lot of memories. There's a lot of, uh, you know, moments that I can remember Blake or, or the field house getting really loud uh, on a win. I can remember Chris Brown uh, took a kid down from MIT uh, one of the loudest I ever heard Blake Arena during the NUA championships uh, wrestling at 285. And I can remember the sound of the field house uh, when Tyler clean, when Tyler Keen landed a spot uh, going to NCAs as well that year that we sent a couple kids. So um, certainly a lot of memories, a lot of, a lot of relationships with wrestlers that have, that have been special over the years. Um, but certainly, you know, when you got a guy winning a national title and you're in your living room, try not to scream uh, for some of that, you know, had never happened before in the history of Springfield College wrestling at the Division Three landscape. Uh, something that I'll always remember for sure. So, fun fact: you'll like. I don't know if I've ever told you this. But, you know, you'll like this SID fun fact. Those the guy who Devin beat in the national finals was my college teammate at Wilkes. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy how things come full circle. Um, you know, but yeah, Devin had a phenomenal run, man. Right, unseated national champ, and uh, just just came in there and, and blew the wall, you know, blew, blew the wall down, right. Kicked the door down, just, you know, had no, had no credence for anyone else and just, and just wanted to win. So. For sure, man. As soon as he got on top, you knew we're good. Yeah. We're good. He's going to ride this guy out for sure. 
Absolutely. And another little SID tidbit is they changed the rules this year. So the first sudden victory is now a two minute overtime instead of a one. And so our final segment of every episode has usually been the one minute overtime, but we're going to have to switch it to the two minute overtime. Go, go. Yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, this is our final segment, Brian, where we let our kind of our guests, you know, give the audience takeaways, you know, career advice, personal advice, um, you know, maybe something you tell yourself, you know, anything that you think, um, you know, is worth sharing. Uh, but you got to get that takedown in two minutes. Oof. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I think for one, I think I appreciate all the work you're doing. I think that, I think that what's special about this is I think that uh, the Springfield wrestling alumni base is so strong and, and so engaged. And I think that we're really fortunate to have alums who care so much about uh, the program and its successes and um, cares about our student athletes as they continue to grow and develop. I think for me professionally, you know, when I look back at, at how far I've come, I, I was certainly not the person I was when I was a senior here in 2005. And I think, I think understanding how powerful relationships can be relative to Springfield College and how they can change your lives um, is something that was really important to my growth. And now that's something that I look forward to try and help out future student athletes. So the relationships that I can form with student athletes is there are things that I can do that can help uh, them progress not only on their time here on campus, but also um, as they as they graduate and continue to progress as professionals. So that's something that I take really uh, of great importance. I know my wife does too from an admissions standpoint, working with our student ambassadors and our tour guides, is that they're on the front lines sharing what makes the Springfield College experience uh, unique overall. And then it's my job in this communications role to amplify that student athlete voice. So that's something I'm going to continue to do, continue to find creative ways to give avenues to, to show the authentic student athlete experience at Springfield College that is so unique, that makes Humanics such an important part of our student athletes' decisions. Coach, I'm getting a little winded here. I don't know how much time I've got left here. I'm looking at the ref, hoping he gets hit with that towel pretty soon. Um, but I, you know, I appreciate it to nationals. Say it again. You just got your takedown and you punch your punch your ticket to nationals. So. Let's go. I'm ready to pound my chest and uh, and go get a sip of water. So, um, yeah, I think that's what it comes down to is that Springfield College is a really special place, uh, and our athletics, our student athletes, our coaches, our administrators, um, you know, for decades, for a long time here, have been leaders and change agents within sport, and and what an opportunity and privilege I have to be able to share those stories. And something that I that I take uh, really personal, something that I care a lot about, and I'm going to continue to do what I can to make sure uh, that the world knows uh, the special things that our Springfield College student athletes are doing. All right, Brian. Well, thank you. And for our listeners, if you ever want to get a hold of Brian, uh, you know his email is on our website. But also, you know, you follow SC Pride. Uh, it's at SC Pride on Twitter and. And, That's uh, it. Springfield Athletics on Instagram, SC underscore pride, because there's a lot of SCs in the world, but there's only right. one yeah. birthplace. Yeah, SC underscore pride and, and Springfield Athletics on Instagram. But Brian, thanks again for your time, man. Coach, appreciate all your energy and enthusiasm. Looking forward to our guys being back in the room in no time.